Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is the 1513 Network uh, coming to you from uh, Real Estate Inc. in downtown Melbourne at her western entrance. Uh, my name is Mark Carandine. Uh, together, I'm here joined today with my wife, Lisa, the owner broker of Real Estate Inc. And of course, Jordan, uh, the mastermind uh, technician in the background. Uh, morning, morning, Lisa. Morning, Jordan. Good morning. So, obviously, given the um, environment of working with the coronavirus and and, and 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 life in general and how we adapt to that, the some fundamental components are that life goes on. The sun comes up in the morning and uh, things continue and are continuing to go on. Um, thought a lot about what we wanted to say and how we wanted to say it. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, because a lot of what we talk about here is real estate and real estate related, it's important for everyone to remember and to, to keep in mind that the fundamental values of real estate, and for that matter, a lot of, uh, a lot of value in stock market, but a lot of values in real estate, the fundamental values remain intact. And fear or concern can irrationally drive down the market in ways that are unsubstantiated. And it's really important for folks to remember that. Uh, we're going to jump in immediately because, Lisa, you did some statistical research on that. And we want to make sure we kind of jump into that and then we can kind of uh, kind of yeah. back out of the picture from there. Yeah, I think we wanted to take this time to really address all of our listeners and particularly our customers and hopefully potential customers in the future and let everyone know because I think we have a very fearful environment right now. We've been fielding calls all week here at Real Estate Inc. with questions and concerns about the market, whether people should finish transactions that they're already working on, whether they should be engaging in new transactions, you know, whether it's a good time to sell, you know, all whether the tenants are going to pay their rent. All of these questions and concerns have been popping up ever since this pandemic hit the U.S. and they're good. They're good and valid concerns, and everyone has a reason to have a little bit of fear. But our job is to look at this more rationally and and take a step back and think, okay, you know, what about our fundamentals? You know, I think we need to remind everyone that the Brevard County market, in particular, has been extremely strong. We have had unprecedented job growth. We have great industry here now. Uh, this is a completely different environment. I know I had someone ask Mark and I both, well, how did you get through the downturn of 2006? And, and of course, our first immediate reaction was, this is completely and totally different. And that, that, that person that asked, not by name, but that, that, that person asked is, uh, is, is actually a, an agent of ours and also a, an investor. And having uh, he had not been through, and if we look at the market, most people... Going back, uh, going back 10, 15 years, uh, uh, Jordan, who's our technician here at the 1513 Network this morning, a lot of folks have never been through a market like this before. There's never been a, a tough market. We've never seen or had to experience a 2007 and or 8. Let me jump in and say we are not in a tough market yet at all. And correct. I, I personally don't really think that we will enter a tough market. Of course, there are a lot of things still to come in all of this, but you know, one thing that we have to remind everyone is how, how extremely low inventory was. So really what this is in essence doing is it's going to be creating pent-up demand in the marketplace because we still have a ton of people that need to buy and sell. And with limited inventory, even if some homes do have to come on the market as a direct result of coronavirus, it's not going to necessarily tip the scales on inventory because we were 
at a ridiculous low, you know, just looking right here in general at the February stats, because the March stats haven't come out yet, they'll probably be out in about about a month or so. But, you know, we have 3.3 months of available inventory. And in a real healthy market, you have six months of inventory. So we have already and, and we've been like this for years right now below healthy inventory. So that's what's been driving prices. It's always about supply and demand. There's been a very, very limited supply. Um, construction is still going. We have not seen an impact that we saw on the 2000, like compared to the 2006 market on construction at all. Construction hasn't slowed. Our major projects downtown, Mark, you can jump in. They're the, still on schedule. Yeah, the, the 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 physical, the fiscal, not fiscal, but the, the fiscal value, the physical foundation of the projects that exist in the United States, obviously, and especially our downtown and and the and the Brevard market. All of those physical fundamentals remain intact. I can tell you that all the construction projects going on in the area, including our downtown where Real Estate Inc. is located, are, are going, are, are necessary, are continuing to go on. Um, uh, the example of uh, the investor that, that called Lisa and I and was concerned about, you know, closing or what it, should, he, should he not close, we reminded him that they, the same fundamental the same fundamental decisions, the same fundamental objectives that you check off on the list um, that guided him to make that investment remain there and to not let uh, not let that fear derail that fundamental decision-making process, uh, and I mean, and that but, you know that would be fair. Our, our market is still fundamentally changed. This is not nothing and nothing inherent in this market right now is even remotely the same as what it was in two thousand seven or eight. Yeah, it's, it's a great time because someone's going to have to sell for different reasons, and there are going to need to be buyers there that want that opportunity at whatever equity position they're going to be buying it. Yeah, this is a very temporary market condition that is also not affecting the few. It's 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 right now it's affecting everyone other than of course the unemployment which is just hitting a very unfortunate segment of our market. I would say mostly focused on retail and restaurants. But people have to have a place to live and and even tenants that we work with uh, all of whom came to us over 80% of our tenants that came to us a week or two ago and said, "Hey, can I pay rent early?" And of course, we said yes, and then we're engaging them. But all of them say, "Listen, I, I you know, yeah, I, they want to get it over I, with. I want to get it over with. I, I want to stay back to work. I want to go back to work. I want to, I want, I want to work." And mm-hmm. so, I think when you hear that message from the uh, the current administration, it's it's not for being uh, overly optimistic, but it is for providing a strong sense of hope. They want to work. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, hopefully we're conveying that everything that's going to come out of today is is really more leaning towards positive than negative. I, you know, we're just not seeing, you know, the negativity. I mean, I, I think that, uh, and I just wrote a post on Facebook about this, that one of the really positive things that we're seeing coming out of all of this is, is a return to family and community. And I have never seen so many people just trying to work together. You know, I even had customers say, hey, look, if I've got anything in my freezer, if you can't get anything in the store and you need something, just call me. And I We just, had a tenant. Uh, one of the yeah. tenants had to tell us, Lisa, the other day, one of our tenants who is um, in, in his in his mid-60s, early to mid-60s, uh, healthy other than he smokes bad cigarettes. Um, uh, you know, if I wanted to have a small handful of antibacterial, uh, you know, hand wipe stuff and... You know, I, I, I now of course this person doesn't go very far, but you know, there's there's a sense of, um, of helping people out, of of being grounded in that capacity, 
being realistic into what to recreating yourself in terms of what you need. I, I just want to reemphasize what's going on right now is 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 horrible. And it and obviously everybody you know reads the news, but I mean that that where unfortunately there are going to be going to be deaths out of this. At the same time, um, there are treatments that are being developed. There will be a vaccine. It will not take a year and a half or two years to come up with. Um, I think being realistic Hopefully. about the, what's that? Hopefully. Hopefully. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, just looking at, I'm going back to stats. We'll be right. going back and forth a little bit all over the place, but hopefully everyone's tuning in. You know, year over year, our inventory was down 27.8%. Right. And when you look at that, that means we have 27% inventory that we can take on the market before we're even back to where we were last year. Saturated her. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of room in the market. It's kind of like a shock absorber to absorb this shock and, and be fine. Almost when they talk about stocks and they say they've built in those losses already. Right. I think that's a really good comparison. Because, yeah, it is a good comparison. Because, you know, we can build in some losses in the market. And, you know, like I ha we did have one sale that fell through, and it was basically because the buyer, unfortunately, uh, what got pushed out of their qualification zone because rates did go up a little bit, which, you know, we can talk a little bit about that too, although we're not mortgage brokers, we're real estate agents, but we understand the inverse relationship between rates. But a lot of people um, unfortunately thought that the rates would go down when the Federal Reserve dropped the rate. The Fed fund rate to zero, the, the, the rate mm -hmm. at which banks uh, pay to, 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 to borrow money from the Fed. So effect, effectively now, every financial institution from Space Coast Credit Union to to you know SunTrust mm -hmm. Bank now pays zero to borrow the money from them, and and so when the when the Feds began to buy bonds at about five hundred million dollars, maybe it was five hundred billion, uh, a clip, um, that gave a signal to banks that they could try to raise rates a little bit uh, in order to recoup some of the potential losses in part that they thought that they that they might see. And it's, it's just, you know, it's more of an inverse relationship for sure between bonds and, and mortgage rates necessarily than just because the Fed drops their rate doesn't mean mortgage rates Correct. drop. And anyways, this this person unfortunately got bumped out of, of being able to qualify for the home and, and they were devastated. You know, it, it was, it was not still, a good situation. They're still wanting the house though. Oh, sure. They would definitely buy the house if everything rebounds. But, you know, my sellers were reluctant to put the house back on the market. But I said, you know what? There are people, and we've had showings, lots of showings already. There are people that are still buying and selling. You know, Airbnbs, we do a lot of vacation rentals. You know, we have people who aren't necessarily just coming on vacation. We have a lot of relocations still, and those folks still have to have a place to stay short term. And a lot of those, a lot of the, show, some of the showings that you've had taken place, and we've heard taken place, are like, well, can I, can I see it? Can I see a virtual tour? Mm -hmm. can, can, can you have somebody walk around uh, if you have the wherewithal to have a, um, uh, uh, Jordan, help me out. When somebody videotapes something and they put it on a, on a gimbal, a gimbal. there are gimbals. Uh, if somebody wants to do that, and, and obviously, that could drive up the, the need for that. But if you have a gimbal and a camera's on a gimbal and it balances itself so that nothing goes out of focus, or just take your camera, have the homeowner take a camera 
a video camera and and do a, a short video. People are actually yeah, looking Facebook at videos, right. live videos, anything can work. Yeah, for the agents that are out there listening, hopefully you're trying that. You know, they've they've eliminated our regular open houses right now, which I think is is a good a good safety measure. But there's a lot of ways to get your house exposure, your listing exposure with these virtual tours, live Facebook tours. You know, people are using Zoom more. I, I've sat in on a couple of eight o'clock in the morning Zoom calls that have been really really interesting with other realtors talking about ideas and how to get out there in front of the marketplace what to do I mean to you know to me I you know and again I don't want to make it sound like what we're going through isn't isn't horrible but I've it's been a great opportunity for me to actually catch up with myself I you know I told my husband I said I'm really enjoying this time and you know I've got this hour that I'm saving on my commute right now and I'm using that to work on goal setting and trying to figure out where we want to take the business to the next level there's so many things that you can do right now to grow your business catching up with notes um, being able to do this I, I, I can reached out to the 1513 network uh, here in downtown, and and uh, and said, um, hey, I think that we we need to uh, get some content on the air and keep interest alive and keep interest moving. And uh, you know, uh, life finds a way. The, the horrible part about this, obviously, is is the is is the deaths um, that are that are going to occur. However, it's it is. I don't I rarely tell people that they have to, but it's. I always try to tell people what what that they need to remember uh, is that. Uh, you know, the sun comes up in the morning that there are potentials out there that people are going to want to sell. Some need to, some don't. Some need to sell that has nothing to do with the virus. Most overwhelmingly will want to or need to make a decision to sell that has nothing to do with the virus. And there will need to be somebody that will want to buy. And you still need to have uh, a real estate agent in, in many cases to walk through that. You still need to have to do the same fundamental analysis uh, over why you're buying. Normally, this is the part in the show where you hear some sort of ad about a product. We don't really do ads because we don't have a lot of listeners yet. One day we will, in faith. What we do is something called Patreon. Patreon is a secure site where you can support or donate to creators who are doing things like vlogs, podcasts, like the one you're listening to, or any other project. And we have a bunch of Patreons, and this is the point in the show where we thank them. So I'm going to go through the list and thank you wonderful people who are keeping the 1513 Network going. Starting out with Ashley Starr. Thank you, Ashley. Congratulations on getting married. Haven't seen you in a while. Austin P. Brian Saylor. Sharice White. DFFGH. Devon. Glenn Womble. Grant Kearse. Jackson. Jacob. Big Daddy Womble, as he put in his Patreon account. James Phillips. Jessica Andre. Jessica Beck. Thank you. You are a new Patreon. We really appreciate you. Jordan F. Jordan Snelly, Snelly Design Co., who also sat in on the last episode. Jordan Sheffield, who's getting married soon. Congratulations to Spencer Kearse. Joshua Adams, Cam Sansoni, my mother. Caitlin Sauer, who runs the network, along with Patrick and Jordan. Laura Sauer, Caitlin's mom. Matt Lamb, Melissa Hedman, Michael Derrick, Nicholas Womble, best trainer in the world. Oksana, Savannah Lindell, Spencer, Spencer Kearse. Stephen Lallier, my father Thomas Sansoni, and Wesley T. Wesley, we need to meet. I need to learn how to pronounce your last name. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Patreons, for supporting us. Go on over to 1513.com. Sign up to be a Patreon today and keep this thing going. Peace. Yeah. Go ahead, Lisa. 
and you know use your use your resources because this is a great time to connect with people i know sometimes i don't have time to just touch base with folks on the phone because i'm so busy all the time and it's been great to kind of reconnect with some customers and, and address questions and concerns. And so, you know, use us as a resource because that's what we really are here for. You know, it's not just about buying and selling when it's time to buy and sell. We're here to connect with you all year long and, and answer your questions and, and help everybody navigate these decisions because a lot of people, you know, will be trying to decide what they want to do. You know, people may have already been thinking, hey, you know, I wanted to sell my investment home, but hey, I don't know if this is a good time to do that now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the other thing I want to keep in mind on the stats is, you know, our average days on the market have been about, you know, 38 to 49 at the most. And Still pretty short. It's really short. And so people start to actually, they get fearful when their house sits on the market for 30 days because we've had such a hot market for so long where you were getting multiple offers if right. you were priced right and beautiful. And, you know, you're, you're going under contract in basically less than 10 days. But, you know, that's not that's not normal. That's that's a hot market. And even if we just start to normalize, it does not mean if your house is sitting on the market for 30 days, it's not going to sell or that your realtor is doing something wrong. You know, if, if you if you have somebody out there that's listening right now that maybe is working with someone else in the community, although we certainly hope you work with us. <laughs> but sure. you know, keep that in mind. It's not always um, the realtor, it, it can just be the market, it can be price points, you know, if you're priced a little bit higher, you're going to sit a little bit longer. That's just kind of the nature of the market. And I don't want people to let that fear grab hold and say, Oh, my gosh, my house isn't selling. Because that's really not, you know, it's it will sell every almost every house that's put on the market, if it's priced right, is going to sell. Correct. And and, and right now, people are looking around at, you know, what they should or shouldn't do. I think that um, I, I again, what we're going through right now is 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 temporary and it's important as you look out there as to what you want to get. like here's a good example some of the tenants that we have um some of the long-term long-term apartment tenants that we have that we work with um some have i think decent budgets and savings um some maybe don't now of course mm-hmm. that's relative some person may have um you know Two hundred dollars in their checking account and feel like that's great. Some might feel like they want more of a thousand. Some might want ten thousand in, the, in their savings or checking account. It depends on your on your economy of scale. But all of them are taking a look and and looking at. I have I, I need to have a place to live. So if I save a little differently here, or, or now that we're at home, you're not spending money on certain things. Uh, what else? It, it's forcing people, like you said, to start to look at things that maybe they didn't take a chance or didn't take time to look at because they're so busy sort of being busy that they stop and go, well, what if I did learn a new skill or a new trade? How could I increase money? Where could I decrease my my debt? Where am I spending money where I could cut back a little bit here or there? What what other things could I invest in? Am I where am I where am I just spending money versus where am I investing my money? Whether you're investing your money in a, mm-hmm. again a CD or a savings account doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't or in yourself or great in yourself time for online training and online education now is a great time. I mean, be, there are, there's so much there's so much information online, and with the caveat of course that uh, not everything online is true. So it but just like anything, whether you're looking at it online or whether you're looking at it. Um, in talking to somebody on the phone, uh, uh, an expert, uh, uh, a real estate agent broker like 
my wife in front of me, Lisa, or, 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 or if you're asking questions about um, real estate, whether it's as, a, as an investor or otherwise, it's a chance to, it's a chance to, oh, I never, th- you know, it's a chance to talk to somebody and, and have that sort of blinding glimpse of the obvious where you, you might feel, you might say to yourself, you know, I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best conversations is, is talking to tenants about, um, you have to have a, you need to have a place to live. Uh, and in a rental situation, you have a place to live. You want to work and be productive. In a rental, you don't own equity in the building. You don't own part of the building. You own the air and the space inside and your belongings, as opposed to somebody who makes a purchase. And how many people, and this is the second part, is how many people um, start to th- start to look back on, if I knew half of then what I know now, what would I do differently? How quickly would I buy? How often would I invest in something? Right. And you, I have to give a, a little... Um I guess it's more of like a shout out to the millennial generation who is who is constantly really getting a lot of ne- a lot of negative. They have been getting a lot a lot, a lot of, of negative. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, but you know, one thing I will say that I've noticed, especially because we do have a lot of tenants in that generation, is they are really good at saving money and putting money away. Yes. And I think that's why we have so many folks that are paying early instead of late. I mean, we basically sent invoices out as soon as this hit two weeks ago. And pretty much everyone just wanted to get it paid and out of the way and not have to worry or think Mm -hmm. about it. And so I think there was this big perception that people would stop paying their rent out in the marketplace. And and I'm not saying there won't be people that that are really going to be struggling because there are going to be those people, I think especially in our restaurant industry. But I, I love the innovation that's coming out of all of this. I and, love and, the and fact more that... more that's going to come out. There's going to yeah, be a lot more innovation coming out from the this The delivery options. I mean, some of our local restaurants are selling groceries through the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, th- these things are... Are incre- and, and every time that something bad like this happens, there's something really positive and something innovative that comes out of this. And, you know, I guess I also want to say if you if you have the money and the savings and you have your paycheck coming in regularly, do whatever you can to support these businesses that are struggling. Yes. You know, even if it's going online to make a small retail purchase from some of these major retailers that have had to shutter their doors. Go into a restaurant, and uh, and although we don't go into the restaurants right now, it's curbside pickup, but it's, it, it, when you can, if you can, rather than uh, tipping them uh, uh, what would be a typical to-go to order uh, curbside pickup tip, tip them as if you were dining in. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can, if you can do it often, great. If you can only do it once in a while, um, even uh, co- where you get your coffee. I mm-hmm. won't say the coffee shop, but it's a local business. I that, give a plug out to Indian River Coffee. Okay, Indian River Coffee, there you go. Um, <laughs> one of the um, one of the young women in there uh, actually went to the Dunkin' Donuts and, and tipped the guy what, what amounted to like 30%. And uh, I, I said, well, how often can you do that? Because we've had conversations before about roughly what they make. And she said, well, I don't do it all the time, but it paid off because like next week I got a, a dozen donuts handed to me. <laughs> and so we joked around about... And they're busy. You know, and they're they are stay, busy. They're staying busy. A they're lot of these busy. folks are, are staying busy. You know, and I think that's great. So I think I'd like to see more of our local restaurants and places try to think of some innovative ideas so that, you know, they can get through this. And we're working with our tenants, too, as well. I mean, we are saying to them, uh, we're not saying to them, you know, um, hey, you know, make sure you pay or if you don't pay this or that or that happen. But we're saying is, hey, remember, you know, uh, we we have to pay our mortgage and we have to pay our lawn guy and we have to pay the electric bill and all we you know we have monthly expenses on the property so when you pay us mm-hmm. you know we 
we pay that we pay them and we want to keep it going and at the same time we want them to to communicate with us let us know how things are getting i told all the tenants uh find any online job you can have and if there was ever a time to add more hours to your workload this is a good time to do it all of all of that goes back to um what what can we do so that we can have alternate streams of revenue what what can we come back as you know we may have to communicate with our lenders and that we work with over mm-hmm. hey can you can you move a couple of payments to the back end of the amortization of the loan? Those of you out there that are looking at, oh my God, why would I want to buy right now? Well, I've news for you. The banks want to lend. And the rates are still low, the even with the little low. increase. Rates are crazy low right now. Numbers make sense. It, it totally makes sense to buy. There's nothing out there that says don't buy no. right now at all. Other than the see. fear that we have in the market. Another big example, and I know we're getting close on a couple, only we have a couple of minutes left that we wanted because we wanted to keep it a little bit short. And I, I don't remember what year it was, but I think in 1970. One or 1972, I think my mom's interest rate on a house. Now, this was Miami, so it was still a very mm-hmm. big city back then. But the example holds <clears throat> her interest rate was, I think, it was 15 or 18 percent. Yeah, wasn't it was like it? 17, was 18 percent. Yeah, um, crazy. High. Now, the house value was about 27, 28 thousand dollars. So the lower the value, the higher the rate. But the it's kind mm-hmm. of like if those of you who have ever driven an older diesel engine vehicle, I'll use a Mercedes-Benz mm-hmm. as an example. Not a lot of not a lot of increase in speed. Not a very sexy way of, of speeding things up. But you invest in a property and a couple of years later, it may not look like it increases in a year or two, but sometimes it takes that fourth or fifth year and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's it's worth so much more. That same house would probably sell for about a million dollars right now. Yes. So. Now now that's I'm fifty one, so that's and that house was sold how many years ago? Six or seven years ago? Yeah, I think so. For about $688,000. That house at the height of the market would have sold for eight hundred. And now who knows? And they would have torn it. And they might have torn it down or gutted the windows and ripped off the roof and added to it. Right. But the point is that there are going to be more people of those that buy in the marketplace right now today in Brevard County. There are going to be more of the people that buy the overwhelming majority of those people that buy today are going to see a return on their money that is going to eventually overtake any loss that we think we're going to feel. And none of those losses are necessarily for overwhelmingly going to be realized because of this yeah. virus. Well, real estate is still the number one way to build wealth. It is. And that's something, whether it's your own home, and that's the only thing that you own, although I always suggest everyone own at least their own house in an investment property. I think it's. I think that's a great way to build wealth along yes. with your retirement accounts. But it is the fastest and best way still. And the fact of the matter is, is that if you buy a property and let's say you don't want the, you don't want the hassles of managing it. I mean, managing property is something that Real, real Estate Inc. does. Um, and trust me, the agent doesn't want any more hassles than the owner does. You know, they want to maximize their their mm-hmm. commission on the property. And at the end of the day, you're trying to you're trying to have uh, equity in the property, and you're trying to invest in an asset. You're not trying to manage the asset yourself. Now, having said that, does that that doesn't mean that owners don't have a significant amount of input when uh, they buy a property and they have Real Estate Inc. represent them in that purchase. Uh, the gentleman who was concerned, uh, who was one of our agents and who's also an investor, I think he's up to number seven or eight, um, he still would like to buy more. Now, he's going to 
maybe take a little bit more research and, and, and time in, in researching what he's going to buy now. But make no mistake, he is going to buy another piece of property. And he likely is going to buy another piece of property this year. He'll probably will buy one maybe at the beginning of next year. Maybe take a little bit more time, would you say, Lisa, in looking for it? I don't necessarily think so, no. I think it's okay. just going to depend. You know, we're all kind of waiting for them to put an end date on this thing. And that's what I mean by pent-up demand. Once that end date is set, I know that those people that are hesitating are really going to come Or even treatment options. On. I mean, even if they come up with a treatment option, and they right. are coming out with treatment. They have treatment options that are, that are, that are functioning right now. And they're working right now. They're, they're buying time for the body whether the body is at home recuperating or whether the body is at the hospital recuperating, there are people that are recovering now faster mm -hmm. than they have before by strong numbers. I don't think there's one single person sitting here in the U.S. right now that would ever have thought that we would even be talking about this no. today, much less living through it. I mean, it is absolutely insane. I mean, it's it's crazy, and yet here we all are, and... You know, again, I just want to, I know we're kind of wrapping it up. I want to end mm -hmm. by saying that I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I feel grateful in all of this because I do feel that people have really come together. I'm glad to see that people are finally taking it seriously and, and doing the social distancing. I'm glad to see that there's so many people that are supporting each other and just trying to keep the economic engine moving forward so that when we all come out of this, we can go full steam ahead. And, um, you know, one thing we had, what did Jordan call it, a CPU issue. So we had to pause for a minute and, <laughs> and kind of listen back to where we had left off. And I noticed we're talking super fast because su we get super excited when we're talking about real estate. So I just want to say if anybody, again, if, if we're going fast, if, if someone wants to reach out to us and talk to us one-on-one, -on -one, please feel free to give us a call. You know, we, all our contact information is at the bottom of the podcast. You can access us through our website, you know, but, you know, give us a call. We're here. And uh, look, we've got an extra hour a day because we're saving on our commute. So we got time to chat. <laughs> so it's all good. And um, yeah, and Mark, with that, I think I'm, I'm ready to kind of sign off. What do you think? Yeah, I just want to really want to thank everybody for taking, a, for taking a listen to the podcast and for listening to the 1513 Network. Uh, I want to thank Jordan for his help today and uh, doing it. Um, we are located in Real Estate Inc. is uh, located as well as the 1513 Network located at the western entrance of historic downtown Melbourne. Um, any questions, please, 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 please uh, go to Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and you'll you'll see the network there and at the bottom of of, uh, of the page that is the 1513 at work and the Real Estate Inc. page as well is all of our contact information. We'd love to help people uh, oh. talk to them about um, investing or buying for the first time. Go ahead. You, one, oh, I'm sorry, one last I forgot one, bomb. Yeah. one thing because we do, we send this out on a mail blast every month. But, you know, if you're not signed up for that and you're finding us through iTunes or finding us online, go ahead and, and sign up for our our newsletter. That'll come out every every month with our podcast too. And, you know, we've, we've done, I think, I don't know, seven or eight of these now. So you can also go back and listen to some of the ones that we've done before. You know, we like to talk a lot about what's happening in downtown Melbourne and the projects down here. And we like to interview our customers from time to time and our investors so you know definitely and, and again great time to listen to podcasts you know i mean you're sitting at home and and podcasts are a new thing and they're super interesting and we're going to bring back uh, sorry no i said we were wrapping up sorry <laughs> uh, this happens all the time um 
you know, we're, we're, we're going a little cabin fever too, but it's also inspirational. I, I won't, well, maybe I mentioned, yeah, you will mention them by name actually. We're, we'll, we'll bring back and try to have a conversation with uh, the developer for the uh, Highline Mixed Use Apartment Project, uh, Hotel Melby. We're going to speak to that de- developer. Uh, we'll also speak to a, a couple that bought a house uh, beachside. We're going to uh, probably talk about our uh, commercial residential office retail mixed use renovation project that we did in the downtown South expansion. So there's, um, you know, life, life goes on and it's, and it's going to go on. And, and so and we look feel free to, to email us if there's some things you want to hear about that are happening in the community, you know, send us a quick email and we'll see if we can't get them in here to do a podcast. Yeah. And with that, we'll say, see you later. See you later. Thank you everybody.